Hello, it's Charlotte's sister C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Hello, hello. Welcome to our juicy July start of Powered by Age. This is the podcast that is now preparing for the hybrid where some people will be coming to the 411 Center and some will be continuing. I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host. I want to acknowledge that our podcast is taking place on the unceded lands of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Salihuatooth people. Unceded means that at some point, they will be getting the lands back or compensation for the land. Uh, today, we're doing something new and different <laughs> with our Powered by Age session. Each week, you know, we've had different topics. And when we first started, go, went to Zoom, we had meetings. I had recruited people from four different senior centers as well as some uh, organizations that are writers' organizations, speakers' organizations, and we made a list. At each place, we ask people what are some things that they see as the current profile of seniors, and they were pretty negative. And so then we generated a list of some of the positive ways that we wanted seniors to be seen, positive images like reservoirs of knowledge, resilient, activists, energized, etc. And so we've had presentations where there were either people within the group like Chris or Neil, um, uh, Nancy making presentations, and then we've invited people. We've had three different members of the parliament, uh, uh, British Columbia parliament, who participated in our sessions at different times. But we've covered those, and so now, as we are recruiting and inviting new people to the podcast, one of the things we're going to do in a small group is generate some other topics, other in issues that you'd like to see us cover, whether you are a presenter or we get someone, if if issues around cracked uh, cement. That was one of the things people said in uh, the report to Vancouver of things that would make it more accessible. Whose lap does that sit in? And how do we get that person to our podcast so we could ask them questions? Or if there's someone like Chris that's working with a group around displacement of people in affordable housing and putting in high rises that cost half a million dollars to live in, if there's an action item, sometimes there have been people that have had a survey for us to sign or a group discussion. So one of the breakout groups will be talking about that. And then we are working, if, I don't know whether everyone here has visited, but you see in my background today, <laughs> that's a screenshot of the Powered by Age website. On the poweredbyage.com, you will see all of the issues that we have covered since we started doing our meetings by Zoom and some that we did before. We went downstairs into a podcast room and recorded issues. But one of the goals that was set is to create the largest reservoir of stories about older people. 
not just the people that you see in the newspapers or headlines, but someone that you, Deborah, might find interesting or that uh, Nancy finds interesting and interview that person. Jesse, whose name you see, his internet today isn't strong enough to both put the picture in, but Jesse, aside from being the technical backbone for our podcast, is the public affairs director for uh, CJSF College Radio Station at Simon Fraser. And so Simon Fraser also has a goal of orienting, volunteering, helping people learn how to be interviewers, to do different types of interviews or radio shows. So a podcast is a radio show that's not on a broadcast frequency. But one of the things that you can also choose or indicate that you're interested in is getting the training on how to do interviews. Because aside from when the type where everybody's talking, um, we have people, we schedule another day where if you have an eight-minute interview where you've interviewed someone, it can be recorded and it will be on our website. When you look at the website, you'll see a thing called SPIN. And SPIN stands for <laughs> stories, poems, interviews, and novelties. So you too can be a SPIN star and be on the webpage. So when we go into breakout rooms, there'll be a time that you will talk with people in that, that room around those topics, and then we'll shift again so that everybody will have the opportunity to be in one of those three groups. And then before we get to the end of our time, that will help us in highlighting what our presentations, what our podcast programs over the rest of the month are going into August will be. Um, so... With that, I will stop talking, and what we usually do is invite people, ask people who are on at the beginning to introduce themselves, give their 60 seconds of fame <laughs> background, but today, instead of saying where are you from, what I want you to say, what's juicy and exciting for you as you introduce yourself? So I think the first person on today was Janice. No, Nancy was. <laughs> She beat me. I, I wanted to be number one, but I saw Nancy before I got okay, out. I know what it is. You came in and then you went out and came back. Okay, That's, Nancy. Oh, okay. Go, Nancy. <laughs> I'm Nancy Sinclair, and I'm over in Nanaimo in beautiful British Columbia, Vancouver Island. And what's juicy for me is I'm going to go explore Campbell River this weekend and going on a whale watching tour. I'm so excited. Um, so maybe you'll find something from that you might want to present, show us at a future time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to interview the dolphins and the whales. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard dolphins understand English, so. They do. I talk to them every time I see them. <laughs> okay, we have a teacher and writer, Janice. Okay, everything is juicy to me, just all of it. Because they're retired, I have grandchildren, they were just sick and they're well now. But the juiciest part is I am closing down the handwritten part of my fiction novel. I started 21 years ago, 20 years ago, and I have a deadline, December. Have that edited, ready to go to somebody and say, look, I'm an author. I'm, I'm really excited about writing. It's just uh, now become my full-time job. Every day. Wonderful. Okay, next we had you, let's see, I'll just go along where my screen is. Deborah. 
Yes. Hi. Um, so what's juicy is um, I wrote my book, Moments in Time Captured Forever. You don't need a good camera to take good pictures. And my next book is all about the cell phone. All you need is an iPhone. And it will be another collection of stories and pictures of when, where, and how they were taken um, just using my cell phone. So um, that's what's juicy with me. I'm a photographer. Uh, that's a great thing and because teacher. people have been talking about some people in the group want to know how to use their phone better. And what's that you're pointing to, Janice? That's your book. Oh, that's my book. Thank you, my dear. She took up from one book of her photos, Janice wrote poems. So it's an interesting collaboration that you might share with us sometime. Oh, well, that's a different book. That's this book, Wind in the Woods. That's my photographs with her poetry. Wonderful. Uh, Diane? Thank you, Janice. Thank um, you, Deborah. Thank you. I don't know that I was next, but, <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of juiciness today, especially since um, I've been doing a lot of energy clearing, and I have a new tenant coming in downstairs sometime soon, and this morning I didn't know I was going to be working, so I still run... I'm semi-retired, still run my business part-time. Um, I just finally got a chance to get into writing my fiction novel after writing a whole bunch of different kinds of styles all the years. And I'm going to have my grand munchkins for two days, starting tomorrow. I Then my aunt called today. I've got to take her to the hospital. Her son's sick. So a whole bunch of stuff going on all the time that you just never know where it's going to go. So... But the juiciest part is getting my book done because that's that was a huge took years and years to finally get to that place where I could write this fiction. But it's so exciting, so exciting. That's exciting. We've got excitement of writers and people who want to who are still sitting on their stories, so we can make some things happen. Uh, Chris. Uh, well, I'm I'm Chris, obviously. And um, I guess at the moment, um, wasn't yesterday, I think it was the day before, um, I was on a Zoom, when I was on the phone talking to the city council, uh, all of whom were on Zoom, was a, was very weird. I've, I've been before council before when I was with the Seniors Advisory Committee and, and was actually in, actually in 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 chambers and and spoke then but this time everybody was on zoom except me and i was on the telephone and so uh council approved the rezoning for a uh, a new lgbtq community center with um housing on top so i 20 years ago when I first started working at the community center, uh, we were talking about needing a new community center 20 years ago. And this week, city council approved the rezoning of a space where it will, where it will be built. And so it'll take another couple of years probably before the thing gets built, but at least the rezoning part has passed and it's moving on to the next, the next chapter. 
Yes, and when we talk about different advocacy issues, Chris is an Order of Canada winner, awardee. She is very, very versed in dealing with different levels of government. And so in the small groups, maybe that's one of the things that you'll be able to share. Uh, Michiko, pronounce your name properly. Michiko. 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 Yes. Musical. Can you hear me? The connection is unstable. Oh. Uh oh. Well, I'll just say from what I've learned through email with you is that you are very interested in. You, you have a hobby of gardening. You all, She thought it was we were going to be getting together physically, so she was going to bring a dessert and bring a plant for us to look at. So around the people who have interest <laughs> in gardening, this is going to be one of our experts sharing gardening and plant, sharing that hobby with us and some techniques. Uh, and when we do have that day that we all get in together, we know that maybe she'll have a pie or something delicious to share <laughs> and a, a real potluck <laughs> instead of a virtual potluck. Uh, Neil? Yes, hi, I'm Neil Ryan. I'm a writer and uh, an explorer of uh, my emotional world. I've just joined the group of men to explore growing older and uh, explore our sexuality and where we learned our sexuality from. And uh, that's both exciting and terrifying. <laughs> so I guess that's part of my new uh, uh, juicy uh, experience. So. And I'm back writing poetry again, and uh, I'm trying to get a contract to write some articles for magazines, <laughs> and uh, I'll talk more about that some other year. Well, I'm ready nice to hear. I want to hear that. You mentioned the juicy and sexuality, because we had in those topics from some time ago, one of the topics is healthy sexuality and uh, relationships. And Nancy had in, interviewed someone as a possible speaker. I interviewed someone, and we wanted to see whether the group is ready to discuss sexuality. <laughs> so that's one of the things in the small groups you can talk about, because we're looking at uh, what things we'll be presenting and focusing on on the different weeks as we go forth on our continuing enterprise journey. Uh, Jesse. Hey, everyone. Uh, obviously, my camera is not working right now, but I'm Jesse. I'm, uh, as Charlotte mentioned, the sort of technical uh, producer here for the podcast. And uh, I do stuff at CGSF Radio. And uh, what is juicy in my life is that the radio station itself is moving. So I have been packing an entire radio station up into boxes and walking it across campus, um, which is sad to see the old station go because we've been in that space for upwards of uh, 35 years, but uh, it's a new opportunity at a brand new radio station. So that's exciting too. And could you mention, well, just a little bit about the, uh, how we've worked with people in the interviews and how that's also connected with CJSF, that some of our shows air on CJSF on sometimes what we do on Thursday gets aired on Friday in my show. I have a 10 o'clock speak up show 
at CJSF, but frequently this show has been on, but also around, we've had at some point where people were interested in doing interviews with people. Um, they used the Zoom platform, but Jesse you know, dealt with the professional recording of it or gave people tips and feedback so that it would fit into eight minutes, which is a good listening time. So that is something that you know, as we talk about future things that people are interested in, you would be working with Jesse or I in doing a recording of your interview. And we had someone that interviewed someone in England a week after she learned about Zoom and she learned how to do an interview. She interviewed a woman that was uh, in geophysics, um, one of the first women in geophysics. Uh, Chris did a story, a really wonderful story. So these are things that we have the technology and ability to do and want to go forward um, with building this reservoir. The reservoir that we build virtually um, through Zoom that's housed with the 411 Center, we have talked with, we have some people, one of the people within our group is, is Cynthia Sh uh, Sharp, who is uh, one of the writers, um, writers from... Um, well, she belongs to several groups, but the, the Federation of BC Writers is one. And then a stand-up group. There's some people in this group that were part of an uh, open mic group uh, that comes from time to time. She also has a lot of uh, relationships with libraries. So we intend to take what we record and house within our website and connect that with libraries uh, so that we will have the largest reservoir of Interesting stories, stories about people who are notable, interesting, or that you just think is a good person for other people to know about. So with that, Jesse will explain how we're going to we'll probably have two people in each room. Yes. So, um, and then we'll switch and change so that way everybody will be able to talk a little bit more with each other, with other people about things. So... In the one that's poets and creative artists, maybe if we have um, um, Neil and Janice, they don't know each other and they're both doing something <laughs> interesting. So they will be in that room around the one that is um, issues. If we have Chris and uh, Diane, and then future topics, um, Nancy and Pachico. Um, mm -hmm. Is that everyone assigned? I haven't been assigned. Um, the interview group. Okay. With me. Great. I'm not assigned. <laughs> and we'll okay. move around so that you, you know, next one, you'll just move the people to a different one of the. Okay, I'm joining. Okay. So interviews, have you ever interviewed anyone for anything? I have never interviewed anyone else, but I was just recently interviewed by Jack Canfield, which was very exciting. Oh, wow. That's yes. I, I did a retreat, a virtual retreat with him and uh, Steve Harrison um, for just um, learning. Actually, what was it called? Um, it was a virtual retreat for, for our own projects. And there were 17 of us. And each person got 
30 minutes or 35 minutes in the hot seat, quote unquote hot seat, and we were able to give him, get information and feedback from him and um, Steve. And then on the third day, we were recorded with Jack for an interview that hopefully I'll get to see in the next month or so. Um, the retreat was just a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. So I see. Yeah, I, we should I, I be able to the, get our recording in the next month or so. I took the webinar where they promoted that retreat. So congratulations on being able to be a part of it. Yes, thank you. Now, one of the goals in the States, there's a program called Storyboard. And Storyboard is encourages Americans to invite, well, anybody from the world can, can use their, their uh, format. But the idea is that those interviews get included in the Library of Congress. Wow. Uh, in communicating with them, they encourage me to do the same thing, but for us to create our own uh, reservoir because they have over 2,000 interviews that have been stored to the Library of Congress. But to, to one good thing might be um, if, if you interviewed Janice and Janice interviewed you. But oh, that would be fun. Can you tell what some of the key points are? If we're working toward the eight-minute interview. We had someone who did a 30-minute interview. Some of oh, the wow. story core, it's a story, C-O-R-P-S, I think is the one in, in the States. Some of theirs are 20 minutes long. But for radio or somebody going to the website, we think eight minutes is a more listenable time. Well, that's how long my interview was with Jack. It was about 10 minutes, but I think they'll edit down to eight Mm-hmm. And so then what we do is schedule a different day from, it had been Tuesdays. We, once we know that you are interested, you would be able, I don't know, Jesse, how will you let people know what day, how would we go about having people schedule a day or time to, inter, to, to have their interview recorded? Well, I mean, it sounds... To me, like Deborah, like you have recorded your interview already. Oh my! Right? No, no, she, my interview she did was, an interview with Jack Canfield. She was my interview with Jack. Jack Canfield was already recorded. He recorded it for me, and okay, I will be right. getting that recording in the future. Okay. <laughs> um, for August. Well, pr probably like the way if we were to do uh, if we were, if you were to record an interview for the podcast, um, part of it is dependent on being able to get. Um, like what works for the guests or the interviewees schedule, like whoever is being interviewed. But um, generally what we have done in the past is um, had sort of like a, uh, what's it called? Like a when is good or a doodle to figure out like what specific time. Um, and then generally for me to be able to be there to help with recording, Mondays or Tuesdays are the ideal, but um, there's some flexibility Most there as well. Tuesdays are good. Mm -hmm. Tuesday's a good day for me. I mean, if Jesse's not able to record it, I also record it. But most of them he's recorded because we also give people a little bits of feedback. <laughs> if, if, if you're used to it, some people have been teachers like you and Janice are used to speaking and talking. And so it's fairly easy. People who haven't, who are shy or say, oh, I mean, we maybe give them a little bit of tips. But yours should go pretty fast. Ours should go pretty fast, except for I'm not quite sure what kinds of questions you want me to ask or, or answer, for that matter. 
Well, some of the since it's a reservoir, and we're particularly demonstrating uh, some of the strengths and things that people may not have thought people post-retirement have had, you know, uh, asking, if it, I'm just saying, if it were Janice, you know, why did you start? <laughs> what's this great project you have? Oh, I'm doing the book after 20 years. Well, what's the book about? You know, if we're, what do you feel about people saying, you know, by now you should just be focusing on your grandchildren? Well, of course, you'd probably say, I love my grandchildren, but blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right, it's just right. to kind of draw on, then what skills, what are some new things she had to learn in order to do the book or whatever it is, okay. those gardening, different things that people might have, but to kind of, draw out both what the person, what you find interesting about the person, and then of this profile that you're tre- creating of showing people, it's not the picture that, that you, it, older people are not like that picture they show where they talk about COVID and they show the person leaning against the, the Oh, window. no, no, Janice <laughs> is way too active for that. <laughs> so, she is way too busy. Um, so it's that kind of thing, you know, yeah. I mean, you could make, make, uh, some people have interviewed each other. I think uh, it, within our group, Neil interviewed um, another person who's a writer. But after you do those, I mean, there might be other people that you've heard about or know about because it's just building this reservoir of interesting stories. about. I people. have an interesting story about my neighbor, actually. My neighbor is, um, nine, oh, God, now I think he might be 95 by now. He's 90-something. And he does his own front lawn. He's reseeded his whole front lawn. He's he's redone all of the flowers in his front. He's from Ireland, and he worked, he lived and worked on a farm his whole life. And so now he just keeps working and is busy when he wants to be busy and, and inside and quiet when it's too hot to work outside. And... He's just a really neat man. I really like him. And yeah, so those are examples of, you know, kind of whether it's a neighbor, a church member, some somebody that maybe the newspapers haven't come along and done something about, but it's a fascinating person that would be of inspiration to other people. Well, he is an inspiration to me because he does his own gardening and all of his own work by himself. Uh, retiled his front porch i mean he's done it all and he is 90 something he's been doing it you know his whole adult life but, okay so that's a good example even as, as a 90 something year old doing all of this hard labor by himself right so those are two good very ideas impress- that we can share. very impressive to me <laughs> yes yeah. so when we you know when each group uh, reports out of some kind of examples or ideas we have, that would be a good thing of someone that, that you've known and worked with and then another person that's in their 90s that has an inspiring story. Yeah. So I guess now just... Oh, and my grandma, my grandma's 105. Oh, my God. Oh, somebody in our group, there was, when we had our first meeting, someone said, what if we could get interviews with centenarians? So that would be another... Well, I don't know how much, she doesn't really talk much. She's very, very quiet. And um, there are days, she'll be 105 in August. And um, she definitely... When she's on, she is spot on, sharp as a tack, and most of the time she's either asleep or has dementia in another world. So it's it's a hit and miss with grandma. 
Well, you know, the other thing you can do, because some people use their own Zoom, they didn't have to connect with Jesse or I, but there was another person that had someone, and she just turned on Zoom and recorded the person at a time that was good for the person. Mm-hmm. So that's a way that you could do an interview with her and just put, you know, then export the, the recording to us. Okay. Yeah. If I can, okay. I, she, she was um, the caretaker um, who lives with her um, during the week. They have a weekend person too. Um, but the, during the week, there's a, a gentleman named Francis and he, is wonderful and she is in love with him not just loves him but in love <laughs> and she lights up bright as a christmas tree every time he says annie look up smile annie and she's oh you know, wow. big bright <laughs> smile and um uh, but she, but he did record a special message from Fourth of July for us and sent us the recording of, on his iPhone. It's really sweet. Wow! I think those are some great examples. I think what we're going to do is rotate so that we'll be in a discussion around another topic. So, okay. who might this be? Hi, Janice. Oh, everybody's coming back into the <laughs> into the main room. That's what that's happening. Well, that was fun. Nancy, I didn't say hello to you yet. Hello. I know. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm always good, but thank yes. you for asking. You are always good. That's wonderful. Well, I got this thing that says my mind listens to what I say, so I'm always good. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yes, that is very bright, very smart. I also, I also learned every word is a prayer and every thought is a prayer. So what have you been praying lately? Iana <laughs> <laughs> Van Zandt. That's not mine. I'm going to give her credit for what yes. she taught me. Yeah, she's so good. So are we in progress of new breakout rooms? Uh, the We're missing a couple of people. Yeah, I was just waiting for everyone to come back into this room, and then we'll reassign. To, oh, okay. To it uh, it doesn't let you do it immediately. It has a built-in one-minute timer. So. Oh, I see. Uh, Charlotte, we're the renegade group. Neither one of us knew what our topic was, so we made one up. <laughs> You're so good, Janice. Well, I wasn't listening at the time she said the topic, and next she says, you're with Neil, and Neil says, so what are we supposed to talk about? And I said, okay, we'll just make it up then. Why is poetry good for seniors? (laughs) 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 Went off. (laughs) Here we go. go the flow. I think we're back together again. Well, I'm looking at within our time, we could do uh, we could do some feedback from the groups that have met, and then um, instead of having everybody then get switched into those rooms, you could give feedback. It's people who have some feedback from their sessions. because our goal is looking at, you know, where we're going, you know, further, which ways and what things we'll be doing between things that we learn, things that we present, or issues that we want to see uh, get some support or help people uh, 
activate, take an action around. So, um, Chris, is there, did anyone appoint themselves as the person that would kind of report out from the group that they were in? No, there was just the two of us, and we just talked. Um, uh, but um, Diane had Diane ha- had a whole lot of ideas of things, of things that she's been involved in. That as I listened to them, I thought that um, having been part of this podcast now for for a while, that there were some topics that would be really really great for us to pursue. Um, and I, I can't, I can't remember them all because I didn't write them down and I can't remember them all, (laughs) but there, but I'm sure Diane can, I'm sure Diane can come up with the list. But one of the things that came up for me with listening, um, was the whole issue around finances and pensions. And, uh, and as, uh, as we age, what we what we don't have as income, and I know there's a pensioners organization. I don't know much about it. I just know that at the 411, it, when the 411 was in the in the 411 Dunsmey building, uh, there used to be a group that met there that was uh, something pensioners. So I thought that might be an interesting topic. We talked about Diane mentioned music for wellness. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, the other thing that Diane mentioned, and I know about this too, is something called Coursera. And I bet you not many people know Coursera is an online kind of university thing, and you can get diplomas in a whole bunch of different topics. Um, One of the ones that Diane mentioned was democracy, uh, international human rights, um, a whole bunch of... Do you want to say a few more there, Diane? Um, well, the ones I took, like when I had my back injury, you know, I was, I was brought back to working my business very minimally. And so my brain was so hungry for knowledge and I was so tired of looking at the political scene that I decided to educate myself. And a friend of mine, um, told me about Coursera and democratic development was the course he took. And so I took that course. It was 12 weeks. You get a certificate. You can go for, you know, further into it if you want to. But I just got the certificate that said, you know, of accomplishment, basically, that I got this certain grade of it. But it really showed me what our democratic system should look like. <laughs> and that is where I was able to teach people when I did my own campaign that year in 2015, I did my own campaign. Um, personal, an individual campaign, fundraiser, everything to affect change in our federal government. So what happened is after that, I was just kept going. And then I took uh, international human rights and then I took um, Android apps so I could create my own app. Um, Then I took songwriting and then I took... um, music for wellness uh more recently i took music for wellness which helps people recover from strokes and there's also um edx who who also provides the same thing that coursera but there it was a little bit lighter where you could create your own music to for wellness kind of thing so two different ones two different places 
But and then I took the script writing course, which was very, very intense. And that was peer reviewed. So I got a lot of criticism for my idea, but I still passed. And that is <laughs> that that's the basis for my novel. I'm converting my novel into into a novel from that script that came from an old idea from many years ago. But like I say, and, and what I do is I try to uh, get my friends. I have an advocate friend colleague who's in Africa, in Sierra Leone, and he's always trying to help the people there. And that's another project I just finished helping with. But I just share all the things that I learned with him, and it inspires him to help, you know, be a better advocate where he's at in Bo there. So it's... Uh, Awesome. Different scene, but the, the rules still apply. Basically, you know, you show show people what it should look like, and then they can gear in, because nobody knows what our political system should really look like unless you go and see, this is what it was created to look like. And so once people have that uh, knowledge and that awareness, then they go, yeah, well, we can, we, we can demand better, you know, a lot better. So, Diane, do you think, I mean, what you mentioned are things that could be the meat <laughs> for many meetings, but uh, is Coursera something that we want to have a presentation on so where people can just learn how sure. to use it? Yeah. Um, uh, it's basically, it's just very, very straightforward. You just Coursera.org. And it shows you all of the courses, every, and they keep adding, and they're all university courses. They're taught by university professors, and they're free. They yeah. don't cost anything. Yeah, and I'm, um, I, I'm doing one on First Nations, yeah. on First Nations history uh, in Canada from the same the same university. Can you spell it, please? Coursera, C O U R. S-E-R-A dot org. org. Thank and you. there is another one too, edX, E-D-X. I think that's a dot org as well. But those are the two that I have. Um, I but most of them in the chat. Is edX.org as well? Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I just think it's spelled E-D-X. I just dot think. org. Dot yeah, Jesse's got it there. And Coursera. Yeah, yeah I just put it in oh, the chat. Thank you. Great. Oh, yeah. But again, I think we would talk about if there is beyond just the name, if Learning. there's something we want to present from that. Well, right. there, there is so much there to learn because, you know, learning to me is like I don't ever want to stop learning. And anytime I want to know something, I go and look it up, which is mm -hmm. another fabulous thing about writing this novel is that I'm also doing some research for some of the things that I'm talking about. Now, in the group of poets and writers, one of the questions for that is we've had one of the things that really, when we first started with Zoom, we started by inviting people if they had a story. But when actually the podcast program was born out of pre-tested with a creative writing class, someone asked the question from this creative writing class, is there a way that we can uh, do podcasts? And so the first uh 
45 well, first set of episodes were created from groups of people going down into a room at the 411 Center where they recorded their stories. So everybody that was in the, the creative writing course recorded a story. And part of the requirement that the writing teacher had given them is that the story not be longer than eight minutes. So some of the, the ones that are in season one that predate these that we've done by Zoom were people's stories. So that's one thing that we wanted to ask from people who are were in the poets and, and storytellers group. Do you think that that's something that's a good thing to continue having as part of this podcast, whether each week there might be a poem or a story, or should we have, would it be good to have a roundtable discussion around each of you? There are at least four people that talked about either having a book in progress. Neil just recently republished uh, a book and started working with the bookstore. Would it be, would you be interested in if we had a roundtable discussion of the authors and their different processes or things that they've learned or excited about with their creative writing? I love it. I'm with you. I don't know. I, I think it's uh, good because uh, everybody has a different process when they write or some other um, things that have happened and things that have helped them and things that haven't. So I, I think like Diane is telling us that's her story. And then what Neil and I talked about was really like our own life stories. And so either life stories or writer stories, either one of them would be a great thing to record. I, I, I would agree with that. Yes. Well, I mean, actually, it would be the subject of a meeting. So, you know, sometimes we've, we had a roundtable discussion around from housing experts who were people external to the group, but within this group, because we've got at least four writers that are at different stages, some going back to read, that, that would be the meat of the thing. They would make their presentations, but other people could ask questions because of some, there's about, there's four or five other people that have recently joined. And one says she's, she used to write, but she's just scared. She needs, so that might be a motivation to her hearing how other people move from being scared that they did it, you know? Yeah. So yes. Yeah. That could be one that we could identify for a future point. And then when you said uh, this music, Diane, what we've been working in, particularly in uh, May and June, we were working toward having uh, movement, movement in music, just because it is unhealthy for people to just sit for an hour. Uh, another uh, group that, that uh, Nancy and I belong to, they meet every, the third, of, third week of every month. And there's a team, the fun team, and the fun team, gets a song, they pick a song, uh, they tell a little bit about the song, and then everybody moves for the three minutes of the song. But I think this wellness movement, that must be something, is that something that you would be prepared to lead or talk about for a part of a section, Diane? I don't know. This is, this is a few years ago I did this, so I basically did my instructions and I did my little assignments and then I kind of left it there you know, and just kind of carried that knowledge around in my head. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be tomorrow, but it would be fun. Just I can probably, if it were 10 minutes within it, I can review, review my notes and, and, um, and show basically in a nutshell what, what was learned. But I did take two different ones. Um, 
the one, the most fun was edX. The other one was, was a little more directed towards caretakers. The one with Coursera on music mm -hmm. for wellness. And then the other one with edX was a lighter and it involved creating the music yourself, you know, and that was a little more fun. So I, I liked that one better because that's what I was looking for. I was looking to create music, you know, to to feel good for myself, right? So mm -hmm. that's something I, I would, wouldn't mind chatting about. Interesting. If we had that as like, like a, it. If yeah. we had that like as a central idea and then then went out and sought other people to come and add to it and make it like a collaborative thing. We could, you know, have an entire yeah. episode about it. Bits and pieces that could be really cool. Like the story thing, like when you start a story, okay, I saw a dragon. And then, and then it oh, goes yes. on to the next person, and the next person. That's that's a fun game. I love that. Game. Like, that's a fun game. Yeah, we've done that. Uh, it's some of our beginning ones, eighteen months ago. <laughs> that was we. Somebody started a poem, and we batted it around, and everybody added a line uh, around the circle. But that with movement. Uh, I've you seen know, someone with a poem, and they you, you bust a move that goes with a line in a poem. But the, I could see where that could be a lot of fun. Have you ever session. done the the improvisation of making a machine where there's a line of people, maybe there'll be six of us or eight of us, and the first person will do one movement, and then the second person will be, do another movement, and then the third person does a totally different movement, and then it goes on and on and on, and then so each person is doing their own movement, and then all together it's the machine. <laughs> it's really fun. It's a very fun improv um, drama game. Yeah, yeah. My munchkins would love that. I'm also more involved with what grandkids are up to these days, and, and they really love to learn. So I'm really like teaching them, showing them, basically sharing. <laughs> They're always excited. But I remember, I remember being in improv, you know, in drama class and doing that improv exercise, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, to, to everybody's individual creative movement and then they yeah. had to keep doing that same movement the whole time so if they came up with step standing on one leg they had to stand on one leg the whole time <laughs> so it was really fun okay uh feedback oh from the interviews group deborah do you want to give a thing a couple of ideas we talked about from interviews uh, well, well, I shared um, about my grandma is going to be 105 in August. Oh, wow! Wow! Um, and how some days, most most days, she she has dementia, and most days she's out of it or sleeping. But uh, when she's on, she is sharp as a tack and tells me what's what everybody else is doing, which is a lot of fun uh, when when she's on a in a good place. Um, and then my neighbor down the street is 95 something um, and does his own gardening and repaved or put bricks down on his front patio by himself. He's doing manual labor at 90 something years old all wow. by himself and just does a little bit each day and, and then you come back and it's done and it's beautiful. And he does beautiful work. He's from Ireland and grew up on a, on a farm and and is just kind of used to working so he just that's what he does he's very inspiring i really i really admire him 
Deborah, uh, can I suggest to you that, that sh we should not think of that as exceptional? We should be able to have... Uh, I agree. You know, it's yes. like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm 81 and I walk to, well, I haven't recently because I spent some time in the hospital recently, which was a kick in the ass, but I think that was from the from the COVID uh, injection that I wound up being not well, but I've taken my second one and I think I'm good to go. But, uh, you know, my brother died at 90 and I said, why, why, and I work with holistic healing. I do EFT, I do a bunch of other. Oh, that's good stuff, I like that too. I, I do, well, I do other things too as well. But here's the point I'm making is that I want to be able to brick uh, my front yard if I had one. Right. Uh, I, I'm in the process of trying to buy a motorhome because I want to go and do a tour of the southwestern United States uh, come wintertime uh, and uh, uh, maybe do some interviews, maybe do some photographs, maybe write some poetry. I don't know, but it's like... Uh, my life is, I want it to be an adventure. It has been an exciting adventure, and I want it to continue because there's no reason why my... Oh, absolutely. My parents, my dad's going to be 88, and they still travel. My parents still go and do a bike ride on the weekends and and are very, very active. So, um, yeah, I, I expect to remain healthy and active until I'm everybody old. Everybody I tell is astonished. I, when I was 75, I took a backpack and I went to England for six months. Yeah. And right. I, I had lovers there. I had, uh, uh, it was so beautifully wonderful to take the train from London to Manchester. Oh, thank you, God. I want to do that again. Only... Um, that's after I have the motor home, not 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 between. Now. I got a British passport. I need to go and get it renewed. Yeah. Okay, well, so we have there's lots of different activities to to do all the time and to stay active. Um, I have lots of I have lots of inspirational stories of of people who are um, staying active and healthy in keep, yeah. their whole life. Keeping your brain active is what I find. I love gaming. Gaming. Oh, my grandma does. My gra my other grandma, she passed away a long time ago, but um, she used to travel all the time. She was traveling till her through her eighties, um, and and always played games and always was very active. Uh, card games and all kinds of. I do video games. And, I'm I'm a gamer. <laughs> yeah, that keeps my fun. brain going. For sure. I have a PlayStation. I like the information about Coursera. I got to go check that one out. Coursera, yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. definitely. Uh, from this uh, discussion, we looked at two kinds of things, some things that people might want to do and record as interviews. And we said, those who are already accustomed and comfortable with Zoom, you don't have to wait to try and make a Tuesday date with Jesse or I to record it using our Zoom platform, uh, especially as Deborah mentioned, sometimes the person is more alert than at other times. You can use your Zoom, record the interview with them, uh, maybe even record it as, as in points, and then we can upload it, edit and upload it to our, 
to our website. But separate from the interviews, we also, uh, we decided that, that there would be a great cross interview between Janice and Deborah since they've worked together on a book and they could interview each other. So <laughs> that's one of the terms that you'll interview each other to go on to our spins, to have an interview go on to our spins channel. Uh, but this thing about uh, what we should be able to do are astonishing adventures. That's a, an area, I think, for a roundtable discussion again, because Neil, I know, has gone on adventures where he's had to dig out of mud, climb a mud wall to get out, or decided to go walking on a place that says <laughs> Rockfall and, <laughs> and survived it. So we could kind of have some funny stories of different people that have done these zany things that are astonishing. Um, so... That's some, you know, a few possible, oh, a, a, aside from, there's one option where you could uh, get a time with Jesse or I where you needed to have someone else record what you're doing. You can quite at liberty use your own Zoom, record something, and uh, upload it over to Jesse so that it could be uh, put onto our, our site. And then using some of the stories, your own stories, when you talk about... Uh, self-stories, having kind of a roundtable discussion where you share some of these stories that we've talked about. That would be an inspiration to other people who are listening and saying, oh, there's nothing to do. Oh, I'm getting old. To hear the inspire, inspirational thing from a roundtable group of people. Um, so then around from you who were talking, the writers and um, poets, do you think, well, sharing almost every week there's someone who shares a poem. Do you think it's a good idea to always plan in, if we're having a topic around something like housing or voting rights, to have someone that has a poem or a story that goes with that, that topic? Like it. I'm just my first time being with the group, but it sounds like a good idea. I like topical things like Father's Day, right? It if there's a poem about my father that I wrote or my grandmother, you know, I wrote poems about that or even, you know, poems about um, emotions or, or whatever specific to um, a subject or topic, right? Mm -hmm. Topic specific, sure. I like. Mm -hmm. And then that idea of a game that could be put in at any time, the tennis match or ping, you know, just bouncing where you bounce, bounce a line, either for continuing a story, because in a script writing class, we had that for creating a, a story. Jane walked out the hall, somebody else, a brown bear attacked her. But then there were polar bears that attacked the brown bear. Then we asked, it, it got to be hilarious, but it was developing the storyline along, and everybody had to kind of like think fast and be in the spirit. But that's another kind of thing that we could do. Uh, Chris, I think I think that's a good idea that um, you have icebreakers like that. So whether it's a poem or a game or some event, especially like today, uh, this is Debbie and my first time. It helps people kind of get connected. If you don't do the breakout room first, if you do something as a whole group first, it, it mm -hmm. helps people who don't have ideas maybe about a topic too. 
it helps stimulate them to think about uh, if they haven't thought about the topic. Okay, now because we also are looking at a topic and it's Juicy July, how many people would like Quest to connect with uh, uh, people who are doing work on and have said that they'd be willing to be um, a speaker or a facilitator around the topic of sexuality? And then Neil, who is now recently doing this work, how many people would like to see that as one of our Thursday topics? <laughs> Is there anyone that objects well, to having it? Because we'll just be looking toward <laughs> scheduling a targeting a date to do well, it. Well, I was just this. I was just looking into this. There was a suggestion made about um, mixed marriages, looking at issues of mixed marriage and um, family issues around harmony and stuff. So I'm just wondering how that could maybe be uh, intertwined with sexuality and. Um, you know, cultural differences, that sort of thing? I think it would probably be good to be a topic of its own because there are intergenerational mixed marriages and then there are mixed marriages or relationships around sexuality. I think it would, we would, it's broad enough to be a topic on, on its own. own. Yeah. Because the lady that you've interviewed and the one that I've interviewed, they've got a lot of stuff about, they've been are people who've done podcasts or things on relationships or specifically talked about sexuality, sexuality after 60 or, you know, the questions people have or comments people have or what, what's just their, their areas of expertise. But just to know that nobody would be offended if that was a, a topic. Neil, would you be offended? Uh, why would I? Why would I even consider being offended? No, seriously, seriously. I'm just joking with you, you know. Okay, okay. but 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 yes, the the topic of sexuality is a very sensitive one. Well, thank you for joining today. Thank everyone for joining today to start off at July in a very juicy fashion. Thank you all, folks. I love you all. And see you next week. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Chris. Be mindful in hey, your adventures. How are you healing? <laughs> Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. That's right. <laughs> Bye, Neil. Bye-bye. Thank you for including me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for joining in. Love your energy. Yeah, Everyone's energy you. is so positive. Love you all. Bye, Neil. Take good care.